Welcome to this Acadia Divinity College Chapel podcast. I am Stuart Blythe, a member of the faculty ADC and the Dean of Chapel. Here, you'll get a chance to hear perceptive and powerful sermons which were delivered by staff, faculty, students, alumni and guests as part of our weekly Wednesday Chapel services. My name is Caleb Archibald, reading today from John 10, verses 1 to 16, and it says this, Very truly I tell you, Pharisees, anyone who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate, but climbs in by some other way, is a thief and a robber. The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought them out all his own, he goes on ahead of them, and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. But they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. Jesus used this figure of speech, but the Pharisees did not understand what he was telling them. Therefore, Jesus said again, Very truly, I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who have come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep have not listened to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep. So when he sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and runs away. Then the wolf attacks the flock and scatters it. The man who runs away because he's a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me. Just as the father knows me and I know the father and I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that are not of this sheep pen. I must bring them also. They too will listen to my voice, and there shall be one flock and one shepherd. Well, it is so good to be here and see you and see the folks that are joining online as well. Also, thank you for making it a priority to be here, to listen to the Lord and be in community together. Whenever I'm around ADC folks or here on campus, I do. I feel very much at home. This is the community that nurtured me in the faith, nurtured me in leadership, that continued to send me out and continues to be here for me and so many others today. So I'm so glad that all you students are getting to experience this wonderful community of ADC. Well, a little bit about me. I became a follower of Jesus as a 21-year-old, and God grabbed a hold of my life and completely changed the trajectory of my life. And as Anna said, I have just started. So September 5th, I started as the new executive minister for the Canadian Baptists of Atlantic Canada. And so I'm in that exciting and scary stage of learning things and going around getting to know our big, beautiful Baptist family. And so, you know, the CBAC family is 428 churches spread across our four Atlantic provinces, so Nova Scotia, New Brunswick, PEI, and Newfoundland and Labrador. 
And we're churches that are dedicated to doing whatever it takes to go beyond our walls and join what God is doing in our neighborhoods so that many more come to know Jesus. And this big, beautiful family started way back in 1905 when we decided it's better to do things together. It's better as individuals, it's better as churches that we have each other for encouragement and support as we figure out how to faithfully make disciples in this part of the world and beyond. And so this family continues to say it's better that we have each other for support and encouragement along the way. And so, you know, I'm not alone. We have a CBAC team of 15 people that are here to support our leaders and our churches in being effective in mission today. And we would love to meet you more and get to know you more because our team really cares about you and helping you be healthy and effective as a leader in Atlantic Canada. So that's my little spiel about CBAC. But let me be honest with you because you already know ministry is hard. And that includes in the CBAC. And so we need leaders that are willing to try new things. Leaders that are willing to take dying churches and figure out what it takes to turn them around. <coughs> willing to have tough conversations with churches about what it means to join resources or even join their churches together and envision a new church for the future. Churches that can figure out how to lovingly engage our complex culture today. We need leaders that are ready for it to be hard, but have signed up for it. Because I know you didn't sign up for easy. As I've been praying about today, since Stuart invited me to come to chapel, I kept asking the Lord, Lord, what is it that you have for these wonderful leaders in our midst? And I just kept hearing, they didn't sign up for easy. They didn't sign up for easy. You know that leading today is hard. You've already made sacrifices, haven't you? Sacrifices to study at ADC, to take time away from family and jobs. Some of you I know even traveled to this new cold country <laughs> to study. And now you're doing that juggling act of life and ministry and jobs and family and studying so that you can be equipped for leadership in the church today. God he sees you. He knows. I kept hearing. They didn't sign up for easy. And I just kept thinking, well, that's good, God. Because <laughs> it's going to take leaders that are ready to lead through the difficult days into a new future. And I just kept thinking, well, I, we need them in our kingdom then, leading today. And I'm glad they didn't sign up for easy because herding sheep is very difficult. In our passage today, John 10, Jesus refers to himself as the shepherd, the good shepherd. So let's try to think a little bit like we're shepherds today. As we think about this difficult calling on our lives to herd sheep. And what this passage might mean for us is God has called us to be a shepherd to his people. So just three pieces of advice today from this passage. So the first is cling to the good shepherd. Cling to the good shepherd. On the days when ministry is amazing and you can't believe that you get to be a part of it. 
When you see someone be baptized, or a young adult asking amazing questions about faith, or you get to journey with a youth and right before your eyes you see them step up and lead in new ways, or you see someone's life transformed right before you as they trust Jesus, or you see a sea of kids just caught up in worshiping God, or you see that old crusty senior in the back row suddenly championing change because of how Jesus has got a hold of their heart. Oh, on those great days, cling to Jesus. And on the hard days in ministry, the days that you didn't see coming, the days of great trials and tribulations, the days when the difficulties come up close and you think this is worse than the worst TikTok I have ever seen. <laughs> when you can't believe the unbearable evil that is happening in our world, cling to Jesus. In John 10, 3, Jesus describes himself as this good shepherd. In verse 3 it says, the gatekeeper opens the gate for him and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name, and he leads them out. Jesus calls his own sheep by name. By name. Now, it was common, and still common, for shepherds to name their sheep and have a whistle for their sheep that was different from all the other shepherds' whistles. So if your sheep heard your voice calling their name or hearing their whistle, their heads would snap up and they would follow you. But if a stranger tries to call them, they'll just keep on chewing the grass. They won't pay any attention. They know that shepherd does not care for them. Listen, my friends. Jesus, the good shepherd, knows your name. He knows your name. He knows how you're wired. Your fears, your insecurities, your hopes, and your dreams the rough days you faced and the good days, he's called you by name to be a part of his sheep pen, a part of his family. And so first and foremost, let's cling to Jesus, the good shepherd, above getting another thing done on our list, above getting another assignment done. Yes, the professor's heard that. <laughs> above getting another sermon done or planning another event, Protect your time with the good shepherd so you can know his voice and recognize his voice above all the other voices. Jesus goes on to tell us that his sheep follow him because they know his voice. And in verse 5, but they'll never follow a stranger. In fact, they'll run away from the stranger because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. It says a sheep run away run away because they know that is not their good shepherd, Jesus. And I've found, and I'm sure you've found too, in life and in ministry, there are so many different voices that are trying to get our attention. And when we're trying to make decisions or decide a direction, there's so many different voices that can get into our heads. What those around us are saying, what we found on YouTube, an old narrative that plays in our head, usually a negative one. Remembering what our prof said, 
what we found in a commentary, what our congregants expect of us, what parents expect of us, what the youth expect of us, what the deacons expect. And sometimes it's just overwhelming and confusing. All the voices, how do we recognize the way we should go? And I've seen many leaders paralyzed and try to make a decision because there's so many voices around them. Friends, when you feel that pressure, cling to Jesus. Cling to Jesus. Sometimes those voices around us can help us discern the voice of Jesus, but we need that discernment of Jesus. And Jesus promises you will be able to recognize his voice. You know his voice. You are his. <coughs> Listen for that voice. Trust the voice of Jesus as you lead in these difficult days. Cling to the good shepherd because you know the good shepherd and he knows you. So always protect that time to listen to his voice. Because your good shepherd, he's the only one who has promised you life and life to the full. He tells us the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy, but I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. And a good shepherd often leads their sheep to that full life using their staff. Now a staff has two ends, a pointy end to get the sheep going when they're lagging behind and they need a prod, and a hook end to protect the sheep. And they can use that hook to lift the sheep up and carry them over the difficult patches carry them over the rough waters to a safe patch. And your good shepherd know, knows how to lead you to life to the full, knows when you need a little prodding to get going, and knows when you need a lift to get through the rough patch. So first and foremost, friends, cling to the good shepherd. And second, be a good shepherd to others. As you listen for the voice of Jesus, it tells us here that he'll lead us out of the sheep pen to find others. In verse 16, it says, I have other sheep that are not of the sheep pen. I must bring them in also. They too will listen to my voice, and there'll be one flock and one shepherd. So be ready for that. Be ready for the good shepherd to lead you out. We know his purpose is to lead us out into our neighborhoods, into our schools and hockey rinks and dog parks and coffee shops and community and world to find those that need a good shepherd. So as Jesus leads us out, be a good shepherd to others. Be present with them because the good shepherd lives in you. And as we're fully present with those around us, they'll start recognizing the good shepherd in you and through you, recognizing Jesus. Now, I actually had the privilege of living on a sheep farm in Scotland for a while. Now, not long enough to pick up Stuart and Susan's accent, but <coughs> long enough. And I am certain that those sheep on that sheep farm played games of their own. I would go out and be trying to count them, and they would, I'm sure, be playing Red Rover, Red Rover, come over. And I remember one specific day when my farmer hosts 
made a grave mistake. They asked me to help them in herding the sheep. And they placed me by the certain gate and said, wait by this gate until the sheep go by. And once they go by, come in behind the sheep. So they'll go into the pen. So I was standing there by the gate waiting for the opportunity. And I was so excited and so anxious, I jumped out early. And I scared those sheep right back from where they had come. And I turned bright red as I realized that I ruined the whole enterprise. But I realized something that day. Sheep scare easily, especially with a stranger. We are an unruly bunch, us sheep. We scare very easily. Sheep are like that. Human beings are like that. We have minds of our own. We wander off. We think we know better. We get into trouble. We forget that the good shepherd actually has the best in mind for us. We forget that the shepherd would even lay down his life for the sheep. Us sheep are a very unruly bunch. When we're kids, when we're teenagers, when we're young adults, when we're middle-aged, when we're seniors, we're all unruly, just in different ways. Friends, you have been called as shepherds, so love us anyway. Believe in us anyway. Help us bind up our wounds anyway. Get out of the sheep pen to find us anyway. Speak words of life and encouragement to us anyway. Be a good shepherd when we're staying in the pen and when we're wandering off doing our own thing. And always love us. In this John 10 passage, Jesus refers to himself as the good shepherd. And it's fulfilling a promise that was given back in Ezekiel 34, where God said he himself would be a good shepherd to us, his people. In Ezekiel 34, 11 and 12, it says, For this is what the Sovereign Lord says, I myself will search for my sheep and look for them. As a shepherd looks after his scattered flock when he is with them, so will I look after my sheep. I will rescue them from all the places where they were scattered on a day of clouds and darkness. I will search for the lost and bring back the strays. I will bind up the injured and strengthen the weak. Now why did God say that he himself would be our good shepherd? It was because the very ones he called to shepherd his sheep, the very ones he called to shepherd his people had forgotten their calling. They'd abandoned their calling, abandoned their sheep, and God actually had some harsh words for those kind of shepherds that would forget about the sheep. In Ezekiel 34, in verse 8, it says, As surely as I live, declares the Sovereign Lord, because my flock lacks a shepherd, and so has been plundered, and has become food for all the wild animals, and because my shepherds did not search for my flock, but cared for themselves rather than for my flock. Therefore, you shepherds, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the Sovereign Lord says. I am against the shepherds, and will hold them accountable for my flock. I will remove them from tending the flock, so that the shepherds can no longer feed themselves. I will rescue my flock from their mouths. Pastors, shepherds, God's leaders, abandoning their call 
abandoning the sheep. So the sheep, what happened? They became wild prey to all sorts of pressures and idols and ideologies and ideas that took them away from following God. These leaders stopped caring for the sheep. They stopped searching for the lost, searching for new sheep, and rather put themselves first. In ministry and life, watch out for the things that can drag your heart away from the Good Shepherd. Drag your heart away from this calling on your life for ministry. You know, I think often when we're studying in this wonderful community that we're placed in, it's easy to think that nothing is going to take me away from ministry. Yet I've seen it. Your professors have seen it. Many of the leaders that we trained with or we saw go through studies here at ADC are no longer in ministry today. And it's sad. It's heartbreaking. And I want you, we want you to remain faithful to your call for a lifetime. And so hear this warning. Ministry is tough. Herding sheep is not easy. But you know this. You didn't sign up for easy. You signed up for ministry because you know God has called you. God is equipping you. And you want to make a difference for God's kingdom, God's church. And it won't be easy. There will be some very tough days where you think flipping burgers at McDonald's looks much better, thank you very much. Days when you can't see the light through the darkness around you. Days when you just don't know what decision to make and everybody is looking at you. Days when you just want to so in those days, remember the voice of the Good Shepherd. Cling to the Good Shepherd. Remember the one who called you by name. The one who called you to be a shepherd to his sheep. Remember the people in God's family who affirmed that calling, your gifts for ministry, and said we believe in God's hand on your life. Remember, it's God himself who called you and placed you as a shepherd to his sheep. And just as the good shepherd never abandons his sheep, never abandons you, Jesus will fill you with that same faithfulness that you need to care for his sheep, his people. He'll fill you with the stick-to-itness to be a good shepherd that never abandons his sheep. So friends, be a good shepherd. Cling to the good shepherd. Be a good shepherd to others as he leads you out. And finally, three, lead others to the good shepherd, to Jesus. Not only does Jesus lead us out of the sheep pen, he tells us our purpose is to find the lost sheep even sheep that are not of this pen, to bring them in also. Our purpose is never to attract people to ourselves. It's to lead them to the good shepherd, to meet Jesus for themselves. You know the great commission in Matthew 28 that was given to all of Jesus' followers when Jesus said to them, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Therefore, 
because you have that authority. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I'm with you always to the very end of the age. So as we're going about ministry, as we're going about our ordinary lives, we have all the power and authority of heaven and earth on our side. All the power of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit on our side. Think of this, friends. The power and authority of the Almighty God that it creates amazing things out of nothing, that spoke this world into existence, that spoke Jesus into existence, that power lives in you. The power of Jesus, the ability to be the incarnational presence of Jesus on earth, of God on earth in our neighborhood, that power lives in you, empowering you to be salt and light in the world. The Holy Spirit power, the same power that raised Jesus from the dead, the spirit that is always resurrecting, the spirit that is always sending out, that spirit lives in you and empowers you. Friends, you have the full power of the Good Shepherd in you, giving you all authority, all power to make disciples. Therefore, Keep your eyes open in the places that you minister and work and live and study and play. Watch for the sheep. Watch especially for the disillusioned and discouraged and brokenhearted, the lost without a shepherd. Because it is sacrificial leading sheep. Jesus, as a good shepherd, courageously had to fight for those sheep, to protect those sheep from harm. And shepherds will go to all kinds of lengths to protect their sheep. I read a news article out of Scotland that said today shepherds are painting their sheep in bright neon paint so that they won't be hit by cars. And my first thought was, I wish they did that when I lived there, because many a time I would come around a corner and we almost had sheep for dinner. <laughs> shepherds will go to all kinds of lengths to protect their sheep. You lead others to the Good Shepherd by protecting and lovingly fighting for sheep, too. You lovingly fight in prayer, praying for their belief in Jesus, praying for their struggles and giving them to the Good Shepherd, preaching and teaching carefully, lovingly fighting for people's minds and thoughts to be focused on the Good Shepherd. You lovingly fight for people's hearts by showing them the good news with your deeds, feeding the poor, entering the room of those that are caught in grief and sitting with them, entering into schools with food for breakfast, sitting with the lonely and binding up the brokenhearted. This is the work of a shepherd, lovingly fighting for people's hearts so they see and feel the good shepherd today. So as you lovingly fight in prayer, in your preaching, and your good deeds, it's not so people will follow you, is it? We're leading them to follow Jesus, the good shepherd, the only one that laid down his life for the sheep. 
I love what it says in John 10, verses 11. It says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. But then it goes on in verse 17 and says, the reason my father loves me is that I lay down my life only to take it up again. This good shepherd is the only one that died and rose again for you and for me and for more sheep. It's the only one that can forgive our sin and make us a part of our sheep pen, his sheep pen, to give us this life to the full. And so we lead people to the good shepherd, to Jesus. So my fellow, fellow ministers of the gospel, my friends, Jesus is your good shepherd. Ministry and life can be hard. Herding sheep is hard. So cling to the good shepherd. Be a good shepherd to others. And lead others to the good shepherd. It seems so simple, but if we can focus on these three things in our life and ministry, God will bring many more into his sheep pen through us. So go and follow the good shepherd. He is the one who has made you a shepherd to his sheep. Amen. Thank you for joining us in this Acadia Divinity College Chapel Podcast. You can follow us on social media. Discover more on our website at acadiadiv.ca or join us for chapel on a Wednesday.